home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keith Show is brought to you by Northeast Men's Health with the fourth location now opening in Woburn with office hours opening as soon as 7 a.m. Visit northeastmenshealth.com. Now holla if you hear me though, it's the Rich Keith Show. Here we go, you're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You hear the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork And the father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show So here's your guy Welcome into the Rich Keefe Show here on this Monday night. A quick 90-minute program leading up to Monday Night Football as week eight in the NFL wraps up tonight. Lions and Raiders. And yesterday down in Miami, the hot start for the Pats. All for naught as Tyreek Hill gets the long touchdown to tie it and the Dolphins never look back. Patriots fall 31-17. The Pats are now 2-6. and six. And maybe the craziest thing of all, dead last in the conference just unreal when you look at the conference standings. And I was not one that thought the Patriots were going to be very good. I know a lot of you out there also had realistic expectations for them. But I don't know, six, seven wins, not dead last after eight weeks. But here we are. So you can uh, join in at 617-779-7937. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show. And we're also on Twitch. Just go to uh, WEI on Twitch. You can watch all the programs from 6A until 6P. Is Fitzy good? Fitzy locked in yet? No, no not okay. yet. We're still all trying right. to get him connected. No problem. Fitzy will be joining us uh, in, in, in in short time. But uh, the game against the Bills, which we were wondering, and we were maybe you know fingers crossed that the Bills game maybe unlocked something in the Patriots. Maybe there was going to be, hey, you know, it took a few weeks, but that's fine. New offensive coordinator, some new teammates. Maybe they figured out the offensive line, right? Like there's there's enough reasons to at least be optimistic about changes there. A fourth quarter comeback, which we had not seen, and really just a great game from Mac Jones. And there's not been very many great games throughout the two and a half year career for Mac Jones, and that was one of them. And it was against a good opponent. And I know Buffalo maybe not as uh, good as we all thought they, they could be, but still, overall, that's a good opponent. And uh, how did they do the next week? Back back to the same. Back to the same. Now, this wasn't a 34 nothing drubbing. This wasn't as bad as the Cowboys game. This wasn't as bad as the Saints game. But now if you're looking at the last, what, five weeks of this of the season, Saints and Cowboys, Raiders was terrible. Even going back to the win against the Jets, that was just a slog. The offense just can't score points. 
you thought one of the formulas for them was, hey, score first. Score first. You don't have to play from behind, and things can be different. The first two games in which they scored first, they won. And they score first yesterday, but just too much going for Miami. Just too much high-speed playmakers that they have. Tyreek Hill, who might set all kinds of crazy receiving records, he might have 2,300 receiving yards when it's all said and done this season. He goes eight for a buck 12 and a touchdown. Jalen Waddell, seven for 121 and a touchdown. And really could have had more. Waddle dropped a couple passes on his own. He was open. Tua hit him, and he and he dropped him. So his day could have been bigger. And here's Tua. Tua did have a bad pick. Like, that was kind of a, like, I was like, ugh, pick. But 324 yards, three touchdowns, and 6-0 and against Bill Belichick. So as much as I kind of roll my eyes at Tua and think that he's just kind of in a really good spot, he's making the most of it right now. That offense is clicking. They are humming right now. Uh, we talked about it last week. You probably have to say he's a top 10 quarterback right now. Because it's not all it's not all in a vacuum, right? It's like who do you have? And he's got great players around him, but he's highlighting those guys. Those guys are having unbelievable years. Uh it'll be interesting to see what Tyreek Hill even even finishes with. But Miami still hasn't beaten anybody good because guess what? Sadly, Patriots aren't good. So Miami has only beaten teams with two wins or less, which is pretty wild. Uh, at least at the time that they played them. And their two losses have been to Buffalo and Philly. So when they get an opportunity to play you know, real stiff competition so far they have lost. But yesterday, you know, we're not going to do a whole lot on Miami. It's more on New England, who you thought if they found a way to win, it was a big if. I certainly didn't expect it. But if they won, they're three and five, kind of in the thick of it in the AFC. And it's two impressive wins back to back. Instead, no. Two days before the trade deadline, they lose. They uh, are two and six. They'd be picking, what, fourth or fifth, I think, right now in the NFL draft. As I said, worse record than the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans, all these teams that we thought were just going to be abysmal this year. They are they are worse than them. So the question is, you know, where does this Patriots team go from here? Who's even on the team after tomorrow? So the NFL trade deadline is tomorrow at 4 o'clock. So when we get on the air, we will know whether or not Mac Jones or Josh Uche or Kyle Duggar or Mike Onwenu are here or not. So plenty to pick apart from this game. Whatever you want to get to, you can at 617-779-7937. It is a Patriots Monday, and it uh, looks like Fitzy is joining us now. Fitzy, how are you? Drake May, Caleb Williams, or Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah. come on down. You are a New England Patriot. That's the good news we start with tonight, Rich, because you know I am always a sunny side up sure type of fan. Well, they always had that Bills game. They always had that fourth quarter comeback against the Bills. No, that is not who they were. That is not who they are. That really, I think a week later, and I didn't want to go overboard with it, but a week later, now that you saw the result to Miami, that really had more to do with the Bills than it did the Patriots. And I know the Bills bounced back and they beat Tampa Bay, but that was also kind of an ugly Thursday game. That was yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, that was not a pretty I mean, game. They their beat part. the Bill. They yeah. beat the Buccaneers, but if yeah, Chris come on. Godwin had a quarter of a second to mm-hmm. turn longer to turn around. I know it. He catches the Hail Mary and it's twenty five twenty four and your boy Baker Mayfield walks off with another stunning win against the Buffalo Williams of Western New York. Yeah, they're a mess. It's, it's no see, yesterday's game was as much about the Bills last week as it is about these Patriots overall. Mm. If everything goes according to plan, no mistakes are made and no no significant 
chunk plays are made by the like if the other team plays your style of football a down-to-earth meat and potatoes basic you know 10 15 yards at a time type of game then the patriots can be in every sort of like let's make this one go to 12 rounds and we'll see what the referees and the officials have to say about it but if we're getting into a game where it's a slugfest and you got big chunk plays and the other team is gambling the pats may come out on top but more likely than not especially when the referees all decided to, I don't know, not to wear blindfolds to the game on top of everything. I'm not blaming them, everybody. Yeah, that the wasn't it. Yeah, right. The referees were not solely to blame for that game yesterday at all. But nothing. Like, everything went perfectly for them in the first quarter. They made a good play on defense. Duggar with the pick. They got some pressure on Tua. The touchdown to Bourne. They looked great. And then all of a sudden... They just decided not to cover Tyreek Hill. They decided oh, to God. leave Jalen Waddle wide open. See you they later. decided yep. to just abandon all tackling on third down. Miami was getting 13 yards on third and 14. Third and seven, they'd get 12 yards. Like the tackling went to crap. Mm. The offensive line folded in the second quarter, and then in the, by the third quarter, they were largely toast. At that point, they they just couldn't get anything wrong. And then by the time Kendrick Bourne got hurt, it right. was faded complete at that point. Just. But you know what's really sad? It's just such a bummer. It is a bummer. No, it is because it shouldn't be this bad, right? Like you, you you move on from Tom Brady, you're going to take your lumps. You're not going to be nearly as good. I think we can all accept that. But it's four years now where it is going in the wrong direction. Year four post Tom Brady probably is the year that you should be a little bit on the upswing. In fact, you're worse off now than you've ever been before. You have so many questions about the roster. It's it's a mess. Yesterday is supposed to be the anomalous game. And the mean is supposed to be more like the Buffalo game right. where it's like, ah, these guys can, they're going to go nine and eight, 10 and seven, worst eight and nine. But I still think these guys can punch it out. Yeah, you don't want to play them. Proud. You don't, you don't want to play the Pats. No, everybody on the out. schedule can't Each wait every, to play the Pats. They're going to make you bleed. They're going to fight you for every yard. Boy, so, there's no, no I, better lunch pail, meat and potatoes team. But like the perfect play, the perfect example yesterday is the Mac Jones interception. What a like, horrible pass. The play design worked. Uh, Jalen Ramsey does pass. come back. And Mac Jones, just by his third year, okay, you got to tip your cap to Ramsey making a great play in his first game back after being out for the whole year with the meniscus injury. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Mac's not the problem, people. Like that you was gotta, a Mac. You got to kind of chill out. But, uh, you don't really have a whole lot to say, right? Because it's he. I think it, it, every broadcaster that does the games is well aware and points it out. And anybody who's sitting there, you know, the offensive line has been more bad than good. You know, the receivers are more bad than good. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson hasn't been very effective this year. So there are plenty of built-in excuses for Mac Jones, but mm-hmm. when you see the interception from the Dallas game, the Saints game, and then yesterday, those are 100% on him. So for a guy that doesn't have the rocket arm and for the guy that can't pick up yards with his with his legs, he needs to be smart. He can't have a bunch of those in just a half a season. So Mac Jones is... Not the only reason the offense is one of the worst in football, but he's a reason it's one of the worst in football. And so I've definitely been done with him. Now, they have no plan at backup right now. They, they don't have a backup. They hate all their backups, even worse than they hate the starter. And so you now have to watch nine more games where they just kind of fiddle F around with who's playing quarterback, and then you maybe get a new one in the offseason, whether it be a rookie or a trade or whatever. Can I just sort of offer an idea on – and I know this is getting way out there, and there's probably a 0.5% chance that we would ever see this come to fruition tomorrow, but there are one, if not maybe two, possibilities. One distinct one 
where Mac Jones would be dealt by the deadline yep. to an NFC North team that is that is within playoff contention. Sure. A wild card team possibility that has a lot of talent on offense yeah, and all they need is a capable, competent They're four and four. Yep. Okay. Talk so about the Vikings. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And Justin Jefferson will be back in two weeks and yeah. Jordan Addison is an absolute stud and Hawkinson is a stud and they got two decent running backs. Uh wouldn't sending Mac Jones to the Minnesota Vikings give everyone in the oh, I'd like to see what Mac Jones would be like if he had legitimate weapons crowd their just desserts? It would it would help settle a debate. That's it for would sure. settle a big argument around if here. I it? yeah, oh, it definitely would. Like if I'm the Vikings, I haven't seen enough. I wouldn't want to give up much unless the cost comes really low enough, and then you ask yourself, does that make sense for the Patriots? But third rounder, I, I would do that for if I'm the Patriots, I would do that. Yeah. And what if you're if you're Minnesota, you're like yeah, how, we can mm. eat, we could win we could win six games like it's yeah, Kevin O'Connell he's a QB right. whisperer. Right. The, we always kept saying Kirk Cousins there's the ceiling who better to mentor right. Mac Jones than slide right in Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson well, and Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne add it to the table there is maybe a slim chance that yesterday was Mac Jones last game in a Patriots uniform trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh, so we're talking about this game, but also where this leaves the team going forward. And, of course, the horrible news that Kendrick Bourne, one of the very yeah. few bright spots, uh, add him to the list of guys out for the season. 617-779-7937 is the number to jump aboard. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy until 730. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by the 99 Restaurants. Uh, the Bruins are home at the TD Garden tonight to take on the Panthers. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Your 2-0 Boston Celtics are on the road in Washington. They'll take on the Wizards. They tip off at 7 p.m. also. World Series between the Diamondbacks and the Rangers is tied at one game apiece. Game three goes down tonight in Arizona. First pitch at 8.03. Little Monday night football action for you tonight as the three and four Raiders are in Detroit to take on the five and two Lions. Don't forget you can catch that game right here on WEI. Our Westwood One coverage starts at 7:30. And the Patriots weren't able to build on the momentum after beating the Bills last Sunday at Gillette Stadium. They lost to the Dolphins 31 to 17 in Miami yesterday. Mac Jones with was on with WEI's own Jones and Mego. Just a little bit ago, he had this interesting exchange with Jones regarding the trade deadline, which is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Trade deadline's tomorrow. Are you confident you will still be a New England Patriot tomorrow? Yeah, not really focused on on the outside you know, sources and noise and all that stuff. My biggest thing is, hey, what can I do this week to become better? Um, how can I you know, improve some of the things I didn't do well the week before and then kind of be consistent with the things that I did well? But changes could happen. Uh, what do you think the team will look like? tomorrow after the 4 p.m. deadline. Not sure. Uh, it's not tomorrow yet. Boy, those Patriots. Media training impeccable. More bad news as well as it was reported that Kendrick Bourne will be out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. The Patriots host the Washington Commanders who are third in the NFC next Sunday at 1 p.m. Don't forget, there's no place like home, but the 99 restaurant comes close with the return of their home-style chicken pot pie, tender all-white meat chicken covered with that flaky, buttery crust, made to order, served piping hot. It's chicken pot pie time at the 99. You're going to love the nines. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now at on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming up. 
can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. kind of love the way you hate me. That'll be the Jalen Waddle touchdown yesterday in the Miami win over the Patriots. Tyreek Hill also scored a long touchdown. Sort of a uh, miscommunication, perhaps, there, Fitzy, on uh, Jalen Waddle, who didn't seem like anybody was anywhere near him. Yeah, well, there was a point, Rich, where he caught the ball, and he was the only person on my TV. Which is I odd. didn't see anyone on the sidelines. Nope. I didn't see any no, defense. No. I didn't you see get, any offense. I didn't even see the zebras. And you got a he big TV. Li- this isn't a, this isn't an issue of you're watching on your phone. Like you have a big TV. Oh, no. yeah. I wasn't watching on one of those like little <laughs> five inch security camera, black Terrible. and whites, or anything like. No, it's a flat. It's a fifty inch flat screen. He was all by himself. And usually, that was like when Mac Jones used to hit him at Alabama, it was very similar, where there'd be nobody around super him similar. for days. Yeah. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Go ahead. Don't the Patriots or hadn't the reputation been built up that? Hey, you know they they know how to they know how to limit Tyreek Hill. They they John Jones and Bill Belichick. One thing they won't ever let him do is get mm-hmm. behind the defense. Like they always got a way to contain him. I don't know. He's um, had some good games against them. I mean, in week two they did a pretty good job. So he and Waddle together went for 15 catches, 240 yards, and three touchdowns. I'd say mission accomplished. Yeah, nice job, guys. Way to go, keeping them out of it. No, two touchdowns. They each only had one apiece. Oh, Cedric Wilson. Had, Cedric okay. Wilson had the other one. Wilson had the other yeah, one. Yeah, That's yeah, right. um, yeah. And I'll. So speaking of watching the game, so I was in uh, Vegas over the weekend, brag, yeah. and I was watching a lot of college football, a lot of uh, NFL on in like a sports book. So there was literally every game was on. Mm-hmm. And so I know we talk about it all the time about like the lack of explosive players on the Patriots, mm-hmm. but it's never more evident than when you're in a situation where you can watch nine games at once. And in one box, you have A.J. Brown making one insane catch after the other. The mm-hmm. next box, you have DeAndre Hopkins scoring three touchdowns, just running past everybody. Another box. Ooh, DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I've never yeah, heard of him. Yeah, nope, never heard of him. Never was linked to the Patriots or anybody. C.D. Lamb like was just like running free and like destroying people in another game. Obviously, the Miami game. Uh, you know, even in the even in the disgusting game that was Jets Giants, you have a guy like Garrett Wilson who's just going to catch every ball you throw to him and make plays. Mm-hmm. All it's not like there's three or four of these guys. Like it's one thing to be like, ah, uh, they don't have Jerry Rice. Like, like yeah. yeah, no, the nah, league, I don't have Terrell Owens. Yeah, you don't have you don't have Randy Moss. You know, the league is kind of got a bunch of them. Like you just played against a team that has two of them. The Cincinnati Bengals have two of them. Like a bunch of teams have more than one, and mm-hmm. the Patriots just don't. At all. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, who was uh, a second-round pick a year ago and has been battling injuries because he weighs 95 pounds, he uh, was just a healthy scratch yesterday. Just a good old-fashioned, my favorite yep. cat food, healthy scratch. So you're trying to get faster. Healthy right? scratch. Yeah. The guy healthy is scratch. the answer to your speed issue. No. Meanwhile, right. the I mean, guy I mean, taken right after him scored again yesterday for Pittsburgh. Not saying. Yeah, saying. he did. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so let's hear what you guys have to say, both about the game yesterday, trade deadline tomorrow, where this thing is going, uh, because we're only halfway through. Actually, in fact, we're not even halfway through, sitting here at 2-6 uh, and six 
after eight games. All right, let's go to the phones right now. We have uh, Matt in Rhode Island. He joins us next. What's up, Matt? Oh, hey, how you doing? How you doing, good, guys? Good, good. So you were in Vegas, and Fifty was watching the game on a 50-inch flat screen. Correct. I was in the uh, rain uh, watching a soccer game, and so I was listening to the game, and I, I was hearing them say that Juju Smith was, was not even prepared to play. Like, he was on the bench, like, clearly not thinking he was even getting into the game. So which brings me to my point that he was also kind of a healthy scratch. I know he got in later in the game, but you got the 50th pick in the draft. Like, how bad do you have to suck to not be able to get into the game with these receivers? Well, and secondly, yeah. too bad for Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, no. You know, too bad for Kendrick Bourne. But can you now get on the field or just bring Booty in? Don't run him on the sidelines. But, you know, it's kind of, like, epically bad. And, like, honestly, I'd like to see it just completely capitulate at this point. I'll tell you what, Matt. Thanks for the call. Uh, but, yeah, here's Juju Smith-Schuster, some of them yesterday, if you uh, didn't hear it game. I know you're still working your way back after the concussion, but were you surprised not to play over the first three plus quarters? Uh, I mean, it, it's with the coaches, you know, what the decisions they made with the players, and um, it is what it is, you know. Uh, I've been in situations like this before, so uh, just when my opportunity comes, to make the most of it. So Juju Smith-Schuster, who was useless the first handful of games of the year, then he was hurt, missed two weeks, came back, and didn't play until the fourth quarter. Actually did score a touchdown on his one catch and his one target was that three-yard touchdown, but didn't play and then was asked about it after the game and said that I guess he's been there before. <laughs> All right. Has he ever actually been a like a, a an active scratch, if you will? There's I don't think like, so. I can't imagine that was really the case, whether it be in Pittsburgh really or think Kansas so. City. No. No, I think he got a ton of run, no matter how healthy or compromised he was. So long right. as he was on the active game day roster, he was playing. And I want to know if you feel uh, like this. So yesterday on the post game show, and it was a zesty post. I show, would imagine to say people were, the least. Well, because what happens is just when you were ready to be like at rock bottom and watch college football the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. They beat the bills. So you mm -hmm. gave, you gave a lot of people just a little bit of life. And then that makes this loss even worse. Cause it wasn't just five straight losses. It was like, Hey, wait a minute. What if they actually beat Miami? Like, I don't know. Crazier things have happened. And then you lose, you play this way, you get exposed by a team that is just track speed fast. And you're like, Oh, Oh, that's right. This is, they are the worst team in the conference. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, the the they beat the Bills. Yeah. And then that and it's not like they beat the Bills like in a wind game where Mother Nature right, was right. the twelfth man. Like they had Mac Jones's first ever true big time game winning drive at the end of the game. So there was legitimate hope. And then it was just the rug was pulled right out from under us yesterday. Now we look like idiots for buying it or believing. And I understand now the Patriots are without their top three best players with Bourne out in addition to Gonzo and Judon as well, but they're just not very good. No. They're not even like Mike Yasicki. Wow. Two catches, 11 yards. I, he, Mac Jones, he's really 19 rough. of 29, a buck 68. Rich, he was averaging 5.8 yards a pass attempt. What is that? What, no, what like, is that? On a week-to-week -week basis, they don't have anybody on offense that Rick really stands out. You're kind of grading it on a Patriots curve, and therefore their best guys are, no joke, Pharaoh Brown, Pop Douglas, and it was probably Kendrick Bourne. Now Kendrick Bourne's gone, and I don't know, maybe you'd include Hunter Henry, but like the overall stats for all those guys are sad. Like They're nowhere near what other guys are on other teams. And you look at Mac Jones and what he's done mm -hmm. through eight games, nine touchdowns, eight picks. Wow. 
So that right. would be that would be a 19 touchdown, 17 interception season. You and I, <laughs> when the odds on the season came out months ago, mm-hmm. said Mac Jones over 19 and a half touchdowns was like stealing money. Yeah, because it's just as long as he plays that's modern NFL, you'll throw that many touchdowns. And so far, he's played every game. Now he didn't finish every game. He was asked to come out of a couple of games. He was like, "Yeah, listen, we don't. <laughs> we'd rather you not finish these games." But I'm laughing because I'm so sad. It is sad. I mean, after what three straight weeks where he didn't have a single touchdown pass, he has thrown two touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. But you know, you get the interception, a bad interception to Jalen Ramsey, who. Man, that really helps out Miami. I think some people were sleeping on Jalen Ramsey. He's still really good. He's going to yeah, be good. They, for them. Guess yeah. what? He was available in the offseason. Miami yep. was willing to pay the price. We heard yep. everyone yep. said that he was available for the right price. And a team that are that knew they were getting their excellent slot cornerback at some point in the season. Nick Needham returned yesterday. He played well. Xavier mm-hmm. Howard was already their top corner. Now he's had some off-field issues and some injury problems. Right. He was out. But now yep. they get another 1A cornerback back. Uh it once once Howard comes back and Javon Holland comes back, the Dolphins will be humming on all cylinders. And at this point now, they have to be the prohibitive betting favorite for the AFC East. Yeah, I would think so. And also, I wouldn't be shocked. Look how aggressive they've been, whether it was getting Bradley Chubb or Jalen Ramsey or Tyree Kill over the last two seasons. They might do something tomorrow. They might add somebody else to their team oh, tomorrow. Oh, really? Wouldn't you imagine? I, why not? Yeah. I why, mean, they're, I they're a contender. Derrick Henry is off the market. DeAndre Hopkins, it seems, is off the market. Who knows what's going on in the AFC South? It looks like the Jags are pulling away from that one. Might be the only division yeah. I got right in the whole damn NFL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I'm just curious who feels like they are a seller at this point. I mean, the Patriots probably should be, but oh all God, reports yeah. we hear Patriots from, are should be sellers, whether they do or not. I mean, yeah. you look at the... I don't the, think they're going to. I, I don't think they're going to sell. Well, and, and I I kind of get that more so than the Red Sox because the Red Sox had a few guys that you might have actually been able to get things for. The Patriots don't have anybody you can actually get anything for. Like, unless you really want to stockpile third and fourth round picks, which maybe, like, hey, that's... You can make an argument. That's what you want to do, and you can take some of those. You can move up a little bit in the draft, and you have like I wouldn't be against that. But there's nobody that you're trading for a one or a two. So no, like, what no. is this like a true seller? It's like okay, you're just getting a bunch of mid round picks. So it's, I mean, it's not that how, exciting. How not how inconsequential yeah. may it very well be tomorrow if we hear like Josh Uche has been traded along with a seventh round pick for <laughs> a, a fourth round pick. Yeah. Yay! Like sweet. Sweet. All right, let's go to uh, Paul in Dartmouth. He's up next here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. What's up, Paul? Hey, boys. Hey. What's up? Uh, I have uh, Kirk Cousins and Kendrick, my fantasy football team, so this weather is matching my mood on this Monday night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Justin Jefferson, may I add. Uh, But anyways, um, moving on. I think this uh, Buffalo Bills win that they had last week uh, come back to bite them in the bum next week uh, at the end of the season. Um, I think I don't think they're going to tank. I think these guys are true professionals, and they're going to put their all into every game. But with that being said, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And I think when the season ends and the dust is settled, they're going to be looking at their where they're at in the draft for next season. And we're going to be talking, you know, if we had just lost that Buffalo Bills game, we'd be in the top five. And they're going to be sitting outside of the top ten because of that silly win. And they're going to be drafting a, a, a quarterback that is middle tier again, just like Mac Jones, that isn't going to produce. That win is going to bite them in the butt. Well, it's possible, Paul. I wouldn't worry about them picking outside the top ten, though. They're bad enough. They're going to be picking in the top ten. But 
if you want Caleb Williams or Drake May, you probably have to have the one or and the two pick. Like I don't think because even if it's not a quarterback yeah. team that gets the top two picks, they're going to trade with somebody that does. Right? That's something crazy. Like as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, and he might be the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. It's just a quarterback league. So right now, the Arizona Cardinals would pick number one. The Carolina Panthers, which then give it to Chicago, would pick two. Then Chicago's own pick is three. The Giants are four, and the Patriots are five. So the Patriots have a head-to-head game with the Giants later in the year, which will be massive. Tank. Got to. Got to absolutely take it. Like, I think they're going to lose plenty of games on their own. I mean, they're they're on pace to go, you know, a four-win team, four- or five-win team. That's what they're on pace for through the first half of the year. I don't care who is coming to town if it's right. Luke Skywalker, Caleb Williams, <laughs> or Tom Brady, Incarnate, Santa Claus, whatever. Just the idea of being a four-win team is so repulsive. It's wild. Yeah, no, it is. It's uh, just, it's, I, I'm like, it's disgusting. It's gross. And we're, we'll talk about Washington later in the week, but I was watching a lot of that Eagles-Commanders game. That's, Commanders, oh, my kingdom commanders aren't John bad. Dotson. Commanders aren't bad. Terry McLaurin. No, they're, they're, they, oh, the one game they weren't in was somehow they tripped over their own, yeah. you know, hem, hem line and threw up on themselves <laughs> yeah. against the Bears. Sam Howell still had 350 yards in that game. I think he had four touchdowns yesterday. Yeah. Sam Howell. Oh, he, was, he, was, yeah. uh, he was, I told you, he's a baller. Yeah, he's, yeah, Sam Howell is a gamer. Bad. He'll make the game much more interesting for better or worse. All right, let's go to Derek in Boston. What's up, Derek? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? What up? I had I had a couple just a couple quick questions. One, did you hear Bill Belichick's interview this morning? How oh, he's just backing off the fact that he's the GM. What a coward! He's always picked the pick. He's always made the choices, and all of a sudden he says it's two full time jobs. Oh. And he how could he ever handle both? So you know what? It's funny because around the trade deadline, I feel like every year he gets asked about like his responsibilities or whatever, and he usually does mention how. You know, well, Nick Casario does a lot of that, and or like Matt Groh does a lot of that. So yeah, I mean, we all know he has final say, but other guys work that. Like, there's not other guys that aren't in the personnel department, so it's probably like semantics. But yeah, I got you. And the other thing is, and let me ask you a question: If they had a, a, a like a one A quarterback right now, and whoever it may be, yep. and they were playing the same way they were playing without Max Jones, would they be a 500 team right now? So, all right, let's just let's give him let's give us a name here. If Baker Mayfield was the quarterback, he was also available this offseason. Mm-hmm. If Baker Mayfield started these 8 games, what's their record? Patriots record? Yeah. 4 and 4. Yeah, maybe. I mean, as much as I like Baker Mayfield more than Mac Jones, he does not have a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say maybe maybe you grab another win in there somewhere. Three and 5, 4 yeah. and 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I don't think it's crazy. Like if you had a great quarterback, that's one thing. If you have a guy that's just a little bit better than Mac, then I don't know. Because I mean, you got absolutely pantsed in two of these games, like destroyed. Yeah, the I I, the, I still say, and I I think I won't probably see a more embarrassing loss than that Saints game. Like yep. the Dallas game, that's going to happen to people. Like Detroit is going to probably go out tonight, not to. Yeah, yeah. Tease out, not to tease out my pick here on the bet du jour, but I think Detroit's going to go out tonight and give the Raiders the business and then some at Ford Field. They got boat raced by the Ravens a couple weeks ago. Does yeah. that mean that they're a trash team? No, that just happens sometimes right. even to the good teams in the NFL. But to come back 
from that yeah, effort after in Dallas. That. Oh my god! And actually, one one up it with that absolute ass tackler against the Saints <laughs> at get home out of here. too. Oh, get out of here! Like that, the whole thing that was Ugh. that was a mess. And then you follow that up with another loss. But then out of nowhere, you pull a rabbit out of your hat and you beat the Buffalo Bills. And then you go right back to it with the Dolphins. Now your bet with Andy Hart is. Uh, 14 and a half points. The Patriots won't lose the game the rest of the season by yep. 14 and a half. So, hey, mm-hmm. so far, so good. Got really close on that with you. We busted yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the so. odds are ever in my favor, yeah, Katniss. They sure are. All right, let's go to uh, David in the car on the Patriots. What's up, David? Hey, good evening, guys. Thank you for taking the call. So, before I get to my point, I want to apologize to WEI and, and Patriots because Accepted. early in the year I was stupid enough, and I'm, I'm admitting this, that I said that the Patriots are going to go 12-5. and five. Well, Jesus. I was totally wrong because they're going to go 5-12. and 12. That's where they're going. Yeah. That's all you have where to say is you misspoke. 5-12. Five, five That's, <laughs> okay. That's it. Now, my, my thing is this team is so messed up. This is what I would do. This is what I think it should be done. Robert Kraft, Mr. Kraft, should turn the team over to Jonathan, get out of the way. Jonathan should rebuild his team completely with coaches, quarterbacks, Everyone, start from scratch as a new owner, even though you're, you're from the family, but step in as, a, as if you were a brand-new owner from the outside. You know, hold everybody accountable. Get rid of them. Rebuild this whole team and start from scratch. You have nothing to lose. You only have room to, to gain and win. So, I mean, I don't know if Robert needs to give the team to Jonathan in order for you to do that. Like, I think why can't Robert – do the same thing and I know that is drastic I know that is mm-hmm. tough to pull off you have a lot of scouts you have a lot of player personnel people you have a lot of coaches you have a lot of players under contract but as much as you can reboot it I'm in favor of that like I know that I know that's easier said than done but I, I'm kind of on board I have wanted I, I how could you not want to just like have a fresh scent yeah. like m- yes. more than just like more than just like oh we got a little new furniture or, look we rearranged the deck chairs like no no no, no. I just want a fresh, just want a fresh scent. Like because it, it feels like something. Just, it's fine. I'll steer into the suck if I know <laughs> we got to go down to the bottom to make our way back up to the top. But right now, it is just treading water in a million different directions. Sometimes we take on more. Yeah. Sometimes we actually spit up a little bit. Uh, yeah, right. You know, spit up some and but, come up to the surface for light. But if you look at Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, Mac Jones, mm-hmm. do you really want any of those guys back? I do, don't. Do you also get the feeling too that? Bill O'Brien, like, I know a lot has been made of this, and some people say it's like a Boston radio topic, but don't you get the feeling? Yeah, that's us, (laughs) the most negative people in the world. Just trying to have an honest dialogue Uh about a situation that's more dire than most most people, whether they care or not, think. Mm -hmm. Don't you get the feeling that, like, Bill O'Brien, as much as Bill Belichick likes him, was kind of a craft high. As oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. And And if it wasn't for that email that was put out there in the press release when we were on the air that night. And uh, Robert Kraft was adamant that they were going to bring back Gerard Mayo and hire an offensive coordinator. And then the next thing you know, they don't really talk to anybody. And the people they talk to are all like former friends of Bill. Remember that whole weird interview process? Like, Adrian Clem might be the coordinator. It's like, Adrian Clem's going to be the offensive coordinator? Like, uh, sure. Just because we had to interview three people. And then it's Bill O'Brien. That's who Robert Kraft picked all along. All right, you can mm-hmm. jump in here on the State of the Patriots, 617-779-7937. Uh, we come back, we'll give you our Monday Night Football bets and a prop as well. And uh, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI. 
can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch or on YouTube. Find WEEI at Twitch TV or YouTube.com. And join in the conversation in the chat. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI. 90 minutes up until Monday Night Football. It is Raiders. Or, I'm sorry. The I was going to say contractually obligated. Yeah. It's the Detroit Lions against the Las Vegas. So looking forward to that one. And uh, we always give you our Monday night pick and a prop. So far on the season, Stiz leading the way on Monday nights, 5-2-2. Two, and two. Fitzy is 4-3-2. and two. I am 3-4-2. and two. Uh, I think we all lost last week, right? We all took... The hell was playing? Was it San Francisco? Yeah. yeah, San Francisco at yeah. U.S. Bank. Which, and by the way, I can't yeah. wait to get to what happened what because happened? one of the questions everyone has is what happened what to the Forty ers Oh, you're falling apart, falling apart all of a sudden. And look at Joe Burrow. Look at oh, Joe. Burrow. Oh my Joe. God, does he look? Did you tell me? You Cole. tell me you'll pick against him any week the rest of the season? No, Joe Camel. Hell no. Oh no, I won't. God, he would have been. God. I know they don't really do smoking ads anymore, but Joe Burrow would have been the best. Like oh, for like just, an, oh, like a quarterback now to advertise cigarettes, he'd be perfect. I, talk about some, either a Chesterfield or it may have been like a <laughs> like they would have had to have invented yeah. like uh, like a Newport one forty for yep. him, extra long. Slap on a pair of jeans, maybe sit him on a horse. Like he'd be, <laughs> I would be selling six. <laughs> maybe just put him, maybe just put him shirtless on like a nice f- fake bear rug. Oh, that'd be great. By yeah, the yeah. fire, a little cognac. No, it's funny. It was really Jamar Chase going back to these stud playmakers. When Jamar Chase told the media three weeks ago, I think it was, that I'm bleeping open on every bleeping play. Since funny then, thing is, <laughs> turns out, I think he has like 50 catches over the last three weeks. And yeah, he's going to enter the Tyreek. Like, if he keeps playing yeah. like this, he can catch up to Tyreek Hill, and we could legitimately have a two-hoss wide receiver MVP race. Because right now, if I had to pick anybody well, for MVP, yeah. my vote would go to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think it's I that's hate a good myself vote. for saying no, I know. It, but it's an yeah. honest pick. Oh, the caveat is always there. This is just a real piece of trash guy. But what a football player. Uh, A.J. Brown also in that conversation. Do you know he's six weeks not to you know tip our hand of uh, what happened, but six straight weeks of 125 yards receiving. Excuse me now? Uh-huh. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's going to be right up there. And he it, had two tutties yesterday, right? I uh, sure did. Sure did. Yeah, Man. Jamar Chase has gone, gone crazy. So he had 10 catches in the game yesterday. It's, but all right, it's, almost like, uh, it's almost like all these receivers are, are making the quarterbacks and carrying the offenses. Mm. Mm, not buying it. I need a few more examples before I... Uh, before I sign off on that. All right, let's start with the game. Lions at home laying seven against Josh McDaniels. Oh, speaking of, so I mentioned I was in Vegas, Bragg. Yeah. Uh, and on one of the TVs, they had like a coach's show. And it's like some dude with like a microphone, like a podcast studio. And then Josh McDaniels, who looks like he's in like a hostage video, like standing next to him. <laughs> so I'm like, he has to do this every week. I'm like, uh, it was like the sound wasn't on because we were in like a sports bar. But I'm like, that does not look comfortable. Uh, anyway, I'll start first. I'm going to go. I'll take the Lions. It's a bunch of points, but mm-hmm. the Lions are a, a lot better. They're at home. I'm not going to overthink it. I can't bet on the Raiders, so I will take the Lions by a touchdown. Fitzy. Uh, I, too, won't just go money line. I will take the Lions at a touchdown. I even saw it at 7.5, and, and I would have been comfortable it's at 7.5, yep. but I saw a 7 most recently. I yep. think the Lions clean up tonight, even if the Raiders <laughs> can move the ball tonight. doesn't matter. Uh, nope. The Lions have had a week off. 
Even yeah. without David Montgomery, that's the best team on the field. That's one of the best teams in football. And my guy, Dan Campbell, is going to look to prove a point on national TV. Guy's good. Guy's really good. All of a sudden, all right, Stiz. Yeah, the points kind of scare me, but, yeah. uh, you know, Lions 5-2. and two. I, like 50, love Dan Campbell. I'm going with the Lions all at right. home, baby. Thanks a lot, Stiz. I really appreciate that, bro. <laughs> All right, player prop time. I'm going to go Sam Laporta, the tight end for the Detroit Lions, with an anytime touchdown. It's plus 150. Yep, plus 150. Wow. He had two touchdowns three weeks ago. He has not had a touchdown the last two weeks. However, he has, uh, in the two games, 18 targets. So they are throwing the old, big old Sam Laporta. So I say on Monday Night Football, he scores a touchdown. What do you got? As I went to the Google Doc sure. to type in my propositional tonight, the first thing I started typing in a couple hours ago was Sam Laporta anytime touchdown. That's it was nice at play. plus 175 a couple hours ago, which means oh, people the money be coming yep. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to grab a nice little combo parlay for my propositional. Right. Our friends at FanDuel had a Lions win and Aiden Hutchinson sack at plus 110. I'm all over that. Oh, Lions win. Just one sack for uh, Big yeah. Hutch? Right. Yeah, the Big Hutch and a money liner Jeez. for plus 110. Jump all, right. all over that. All right. Stiz? I'm going to head over to the NBA, our Boston Celtics. Uh, you know, they're taking on the Wizards. I'm going to go with Uncle Al Horford over 6.5 plus 105. Only over 6.5 points? Yeah, that's not a lot. That's Big it. Al. It's all day, Uncle Al. Over 6.5. Well, I don't know if anyone calls him Uncle Al. But... Uncle Al. <laughs> Big Al. Well, they do now. Big Al. They, they do. get <laughs> Come on, over, I'll tell you the story of Uncle Al Holford. Here he comes, the old big Al. All right, there you go. Those are our uh, our picks. Uh, plan accordingly for the uh, Monday Night Football action. I think we're going to – now, should we – Yeah. Stiz or, or Richard, can sure. anyone give me a – I know this is like the the midday shows thing, the whole lunchtime parlay, but like what if we just did like a Lions money line with a, a Laporta anytime tutty Yep. And, you know, Hutch with a sack. Uh-huh, Hutch and sack. then yep. uh, old Uncle Al with the six old and Uncle Al. <laughs> Slipping a little Uncle Al here. I wonder here. what that would be worth if we tag them all together because on the nights we've all hit, we've hit, and we, it should yeah, pay out. That's a good point. Probably priceless. All right, let's go to the phones. we got, we got uh, uh, Rashad in North Carolina. What's up, Rashad? What's going on, man? So I feel like there are two things here. There was two um, – I think during the all season there was an expectation, and then leading up to that first game against the Eagles, I think after that game a different expectation came within the team, and then at that point I feel like this is where we are now. So one expectation beforehand, and like you guys said, there was at least expecting eight wins out of the season. But now, looking at where we are now, nah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I would agree with that. That is an understatement. Nah, for sure. They are not an eight-win team at all. I mean, I there were definitely, like, I think I had him at six and Hart had him at seven. So there were people out there that didn't think that they were going to be 500. They thought this might be another, like, true losing season for Bill. And then there would have been sort of decision-making time at the end of the year. But just because you go six and 11 or seven and 10 doesn't mean you get outscored 72 to three in back-to-back games, or your quarterback looks like he's taking a step backward with a competent offensive coordinator. Like this, not only is it two and six, Fitzy, but it's like a, it's a ugly, gross two and six. It's a two and six yeah. that has me looking forward to <laughs> zero games the remainder of this. Like 
I'm going to end up watching them because that's kind of definitely right. sort of part of our job. It sure is. But I can't tell you there's a single game I'm really looking forward to. The I, if I was going to Germany to watch the Spieltag in, at Waldenstadt, maybe, <laughs> well, but I'm not. You, that might be the game so, you're looking forward to because at least it'll be over by lunch. Oh, don't worry. I got a four-hour postgame yeah, show after that. I'll take it right back. Yeah, stay tuned for the, uh, the Fitzy and Hart Six Rings postgame show following every Patriots performance of wow. the season. All right, we have 30 more minutes of this program. We can hear from you at 617-779-7937. Uh, we'll also get to what happened in the NFL. It all comes your way on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI.